Hello and welcome to this bonus episode, the Sums It podcast, where we talk about movies that are based on books, but not this time, because this is not a normal episode. Mm-mm. We're talking about a movie that's out in theaters. Patrons, thank you if you're here as a patron. Uh, this may also be released to the wider audience as a little bit of a tease, a little bit of a sneak peek of what you get when you are a patron. But all of our lovely patrons, you're way better than the rest of the people who are listening to this right now. Just know that about yourself. You're better than them. Appreciate that. Um, you're all extra special. Uh, but yeah, uh, so if you're listening to this in the normal feed, uh, this would normally be what we'd be releasing to our patrons. Uh, but I decided to give a little, little sneak peek, a little, little tease, potentially. An amuse-bouche. An amuse-bouche. And if uh, if I decided not to release it to patrons, then or not to release it to everybody, then patrons, just for you. Just your beautiful ears. This is an amuse-bouche just for you. Well, this is the main course. For you, any I don't know the the, the, the metaphor got lost. I guess in this. it would be an am, an amuse whatever the French word for ears is. I don't remember. Oh, I uh, took like oof? six years of no. French. Is I don't oof? remember. That's egg. I think that's egg. <laughs> that's egg. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. really good at this. Yeah, I took a couple years of French. Anyways, we saw Knives Out. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about it because uh, I got a lot of things that I want to talk about about this movie. I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot. This is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it? The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. We just got back from theaters. We just saw it uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, 2019. Mm. Uh, we're going to do spoiler free for the first bit. We'll let you know when we're going to get the spoilers, but we'll be spoiler free for maybe the first half. I don't know. I I can't break it down exactly. But when we get the spoilers, we'll be like, hey, spoilers are coming. So if you haven't seen the film, uh, you can turn it off then uh, until you do see the film and then come back and listen to it because we got lots to say. But uh, spoiler free for the first little bit here. Um, and Katie, I'm going to just let you go first. What did you what did you think of this film? What do you think of Knives Out? I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I would, my recommendation is go see this film 100%. If you were on the fence, uh, I wasn't on the fence. I really wanted to see it. I like Ryan Johnson as a director Mm -hmm. uh, and a writer. Uh, I liked The Last Jedi. Come at me. But uh, (laughs) so I really like Ryan Johnson as a writer and director. and I also just like, I like a good, uh, fun murder mystery, which is, I mean, that's not spoiling anything to say this Mm-mm. is a murder. That's what the trailers obviously make it out to be. And this is a very fun murder mystery. Um, for me, this is probably a 10 out of 10 film. I say that only in hesitantly in a sense that I would have to see it again to know for sure. Um, just to see if there was anything that didn't quite work or if there was any, on my first viewing, I'm like, this is a 10 out of 10. Uh, I could potentially peg it down a point to like a nine, depending on a second viewing of if everything yeah. holds up as well. Um, I think it will just based on my initial impression, but I, you know, you never know. Um, but first viewing, I would go 10 out of 10. What, what would you, what were oh, you? No, I would go 10 out of 10. Yeah. A straight up, uh, just a dynamite movie. And now we have, yeah. we're, we need, we're going to go start seeing more movies again in theaters. Um, <laughs> We haven't been uh, in a long time 
So it's easy for me to say this is the best movie I've seen this year because I have not seen very many movies yeah. this year. Um, yeah. And I think even just after a first viewing, a 10 out of 10 is not even really unwarranted because I think if it were less well-written, we would be able to have... We w- I think we would have already spied at least some small things yeah. that didn't add up. Yeah. I think my thing that I w- that was getting me that like maybe it would go down is that I there was a little bit in the first act that was a intentionally sort of slow burn and I'll, it's actually a positive that I have later but um I it's a little bit slow burn and it's obviously slow burn on purpose in like the first act um but and so but that doesn't I am I still felt a little slow to me in the first act like I in my viewing experience I was like okay we can move on from this format and we'll talk about what that format is. Um, I still think it's really effective filmmaking. And I think that going back and seeing it a second time and what's going on there would make it even more effective, which would reinforce my 10 out of 10. But there was a moment in the first act where I was like, okay, I'm a little tired of this format. And again, we'll talk about what that format is. I, I think I have it in the non spoilers. Cause it's not mm-hmm. really a spoiler. Um, but other than that, I had no criticisms of the film. Like, literally none. Like, literally zero criticisms of the film that I could think of. I had, like, one small one. What was your... Is it spoiler-free? Uh, or is it spoiler-free? We'll we can talk about it in the spoilers. It's Just not remember. a spoiler for the plot. Okay. Well, I I don't know what that means. Is, is it spoilery at all? Hold on. Pause Brian in the recording. No, that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. I'm going to okay. leave that part in. I disagree wholeheartedly. I, I just... She said she didn't like I Daniel didn't Craig's really accent. I didn't really like his accent. I felt like... And maybe it was because I know that he does not have a foghorn leghorn here Kentucky fried it. chicken accent. I like, I don't think that it. I did... I don't think that he did a bad job with it. Like, I think he did an okay job with the accent, but to me, especially at first, it was a little bit distracting because, like, I knew in my mind and heart and soul that he did not have that accent. I, w- I will say this. my that may have I may have been helped slightly by knowing he going in, um, which I had only seen, like, one trailer. I hadn't watched a lot of the pr- promo material or stuff, but I knew from a review or from something going in that he was doing a very strong southern accent. I did um, not know that. So I knew that going in, so I was prepared for it, and I just was ready, and I buckled up, and I was there for it. I loved every moment of it. I thought he crushed it. Um, and that actually brings me to my second point, is that I thought the performances were all incredible. Like, literally everybody was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the two strongest are Anna De, De Armas, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, um, Anna De Armas, um, and Daniel Craig. Uh, despite his accent, I think <laughs> even if you don't, even if you find his accent distracting, I still think his performance is just yeah. And I, I mean, then that was the main thing for me. Like I said, I don't think he did a bad job with right. the accent. I just found it distracting, and mostly at the beginning, like I got used to it. 
So th- I think there's something to be said for that. I think there too. really is. Yeah, I think there really is because, like, even if you're obviously everybody knows who Daniel Craig is, he's James Bond. But after the first few minutes, you're just he did it such a good job that I he was just that character to me, and it fell into it so net like so well. And I think it is such a good accent um, that I I was on board for it. And and his performance and his character, the writing for his character is so interesting and so well done. That uh, him and uh, Marta, the main character, they're like the two main characters yeah. essentially, um, and 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 they're the two leads, and they're both just outstanding. But everybody else does an incredible job. Like, there's not a single weak link that I can even think of in the whole film in terms of like a performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that have a lot less to do or whatever, but everybody nails exactly what they're going for. I mean, like even little, very tiny bit parts that, that are just barely there. Like Ricky Lindholm plays the wife of, uh, um, Michael Shannon's character, Walt. Um, and she's, she's the blonde who's, um, not the hippie one, but the, the waspy, one. the waspy one yeah. who's only in like a couple scenes, but she's Ricky, Ricky Lindholm. She's a comedian. She's from, uh, um, Simon or uh, Garfunkel and Oates is like a musical comedy duo. But she's also an actress. She's in a bunch of stuff. She's really great. Um, but she she has only in a few scenes. But I, she like even her little bit part. She does such a great job of capturing that like waspy yeah. wife role. It, it's uh, yeah. Every every performance is fantastic. Um, moving on, the script I thought is as like watertight as you can write something like this. Mm-hmm. I would think. I, I mean, I'm always blown away by a script like this where there's so many intricacies yeah. and details. And I, mean, I don't know a, how you a write mystery, it. I don't I couldn't even begin to fathom how you write a murder mystery. I don't get it. It's it's literally magic to me. Like it's it's just puzzle pieces. It, it's it's magic. It's straight up like he has the force and like it just he sees the code in the matrix or who knows how many people helped on the script, but like he's the, he's billed as the writer, like Ryan Johnson is billed as writer director. So again, who knows who helped or whatever, but but it is, it is crazy because you have to be able to see the parts and also step back and see the whole thing and also see it the way that other people are going to see it. And I just don't know how, I don't know how you do that. And then, and then within all of those puzzle pieces to write these incredibly compelling characters at the yeah. same time is just mind-blowing And also, to me. like, puzzle pieces that seem like they're going to fit, but then they don't fit. Yeah, it, it's... This is... I, I was texting uh, one of our friends uh, about this. Who's She's really into... Um, Kristen, if you're listening, she's really in <laughs> uh, to murder mysteries and that sort of thing. She loves escape room. She loves murder mysteries, all that kind of stuff. And I texted her I was like, you have to go see this movie. Like, you just absolutely have to go see this movie because it's just it, it's argu- probably. And I'm, I, I, I can't think of a. this is a pretty specific genre piece. Like, there's mm-hmm. not a ton of like murder mystery movies like yeah. murder on the orient express but that's like a remake for, you know that came out like there's clue clue i mean there are more it's <laughs> yeah. not like there aren't a, but like the fun murder mystery is like a pretty niche thing and this is probably the best one i've ever seen i think mm-hmm. um clues a lot of fun but it's more fun than it is like serious yeah. movie yeah and this is like more slightly more serious movie than it is fun um while still being a lot of fun it's yeah it's it's great um and as what i mentioned earlier is that the these the the pacing in the first act with the sort of because so what they do and this isn't really a spoiler is that there's uh the f- whole first act is almost entirely like an interview like detective interview mm-hmm. setup 
Um, and it's very sort of slow pacing and we're staying in the same room. We're getting some like flashback and stuff, but it's, uh, it's paced very methodically. And I found myself getting a little like, let's move. Like I said earlier, a little like, okay, can we move on? Are we good? Cause I, I guess I was worried. Like, are we going to stay in this, do this the whole film? Yeah. Because I didn't know. Yeah. I assumed we wouldn't, but I, I wasn't sure. And we don't. So I'm like, cool. A plus stuff. But, um, I was a little worried about that, but I what I do love about that is that it, it starts slow and then it keeps building in tempo and it keeps building as the mystery like unravels and, and then it reaches this giant like crazy mm-hmm. explosive conclusion. Um, and like the other thing is that I had inklings of where I thought this was going, uh, but I and I was right about like slight elements of it, but I did not remotely like figure it out no you know what i mean like yeah. i did not remotely figure it out but i had i think i don't know if anybody could like figure out the whole thing from like watching it the first time but you can definitely it at least gives you enough pieces that you're like questioning you're like oh, i don't know about this oh, this feels a little strange like I, you know mm-hmm. what i mean to where you're not just buying everything hook line and sinker and then you're like get the rug pulled out from under you which i thought was cool um so yeah, I love that a lot. Uh, moving on to the direction, still Ryan Johnson. Uh, I thought it was really restrained, which I thought really kind of um, fit the genre because mm-hmm. it is like a murder mystery. And I thought the thing that was worked really well about the the direction is that there's like a lot of lingering close-ups, uh, which is really important in this genre to help let the performances play out so that you can like see the glimpses into the characters as they're talking because it's that thing of like, are they telling the truth? Yeah. Are they lying? And when you linger on those just like locked down close ups, you get to focus purely on the performance that the actors and actresses are giving. And I think that really uh I think that really sells um it it really just lets the actors shine and, and it really uh it really increases like you're like it draws you in because you're like trying to figure it out and you're trying to catch little things in their performances and I just love that about it. But at the same time, uh he wasn't afraid to move the camera in kind of interesting or creative ways when the moment called for it. There's like mm-hmm. one scene in particular where some chaos going on where it, it's really striking because a lot of the film has been very locked down, you know, close ups and like not uh, a lot of movement with the camera and then something happens and all of a sudden we're like a handheld camera shot that's like very chaotic and moving around and it's like whoa yeah and it, you know things like that i thought were like really great decisions and really well done uh so without getting into spoilers we're gonna talk about more of that more of, about this in the spoilers but i thought they uh the whole script had like a really deft hand in delivering a striking and timely political allegory without it mm-hmm. feeling ham-fisted mm-hmm like that was maybe my favorite thing about the movie. Yeah. Overall, was that it's it's not subtle. Like the the political allegory in this film is not subtle. No. But, but at the same time, it also kind of is. It is, um, which is really interesting because I could see some portion of the audience like leaving the theater without feeling they had just watched like an overtly political story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they they may not realize. Oh, this was like a political allegory, but it make no mistakes. It absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> it absolutely is. And it's not again. It's not subtle, but at the same, like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like if you're just going in and like I'm trying to put on those blinders. I'm trying to put on. I'm, I'm going to wear my uh, 
all art is political. You're just bad at media analysis shirt and be like, I think there's a, a, a not insignificant portion of people who would watch this movie. I'm I'm sure that a not insignificant portion of the people that were in the theater with us. Tonight yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Left this movie n- completely unaware that they had just seen a political allegory. Yeah. That's what I mean, and I, because we we're in a we live in a fairly conservative uh, town, fairly um, um, staunchly conservative, staunchly conservative small midwestern town. Yeah, uh, it's it's like eighty twenty. It's a little town. It's a quiet village. Eighty twenty red or something like yeah. that, if not more. I don't even know. It's it, it's probably more than that, but um, but yeah, I like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if a fair amount of people left the theater and didn't didn't feel like yeah. they had just been preached to. And I love yeah. that. Or, like, like, maybe they were able to pick up on hints of it here and there, but not the entire picture. Yeah, yeah, which is really, really interesting. I love, I love that it's unabashedly political, but super deft in handling it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, on first viewing, uh, I didn't notice sort of the normal pitfalls that tend to happen when, like, "Quote unquote," well-intentioned liberal Hollywood writes like a political allegory that somehow still manages to be problematic. Uh, and this "Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs" isn't like a political allegory, but like it's like well-intentioned and like you know yeah. they're like liberal Hollywood writing this 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 story, and then still comes out like <sighs> yeah. yeah, like you know. And again, give it ten years, who knows? Maybe, mm-hmm. but in the moment, it felt very. Um, well done, especially, you know, it, it just, it felt like, yeah, it just felt like it did a really good job of handling, delivering a political message in a way that didn't, uh, so like something like the green book, which I haven't seen, but from all accounts and purpose or what the fuck is the phrase I'm looking for, um, um, <laughs> intense and purpose. No, by all accounts. I, I combined by all accounts with for all intents and purposes somehow <laughs> by all accounts uh, is well-meaning, but like very problematic. Yeah. Um, and, and this movie didn't strike me that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed pretty, pretty woke, <laughs> let's say, for lack of a better word. Um, final thing that I want to discuss in the non-spoiler section before we get to spoilers uh, is that this may be my maybe. This is a big statement. This is a real, you ready for the bombshell? And again, just got out of the theater, riding that high. And it, and it's even more, it's even more like, um, because it's what, so this may be my last favorite shot of a film ever. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. That's a great it's last a shot. It's a great last shot. And if you want to know more, we're going to get to it in the spoilers. It's going to be our first spoiler discussion. I, I put it there just so we don't leave you hanging too long. Um, it's legitimately... Again, I would. I, I don't know. I don't remember every last shot of every movie I've ever seen. But, oh my goodness. We both lost it in the theaters, <laughs> laughing. I had tears in my eyes. Uh, laughing, just... It's just so many emotions in one shot, and it's we're gonna get into it a little more just in five seconds. But holy cow, that last shot! That's all I'm gonna say. It's so good, uh, and it's it's incredible. So, any other 
things you want to talk about before we get to spoilers, Katie? Mm-hmm. Any last any last words mm-hmm. on Knives Out for the uh, people who haven't seen it yet? Uh, go see it. Go see it. Absolutely go see it. It's just, it's incredible. It's fantastic. Go Especially, see it. like, if you need to get away from your family oh, this holiday weekend. I have that note. This in is the, s- the perfect we can antidote. Put it, this, yes. Because this isn't a spoiler. This is the perfect Thanksgiving film. It's the perfect... They released it at the perfect time. Yeah. It's the perfect Thanksgiving film. And it's funny because you don't really think it would be. But, I mean, it's all about family and, like, conflicts within families and that sort of thing. While absolutely being nothing about family at the same time. It it was really interesting. Um, But, yeah, it's... It's so a if perfect. You can, if you can slip away, it just gets you to the movie theater. If you're if you're the if you're the 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 left leaning one in your family <laughs> and you need a little reprieve, go check out Knives Out. It will it will uh, it will do you good. That's all we'll say about that. All right, we're gonna get to spoilers. I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. <laughs> I'm gonna live. Not finished untangling it, not yet. What is this? CSI KFC? So that last shot. That though. last shot. The and I wrote this phrase, and it's a uh, what uh, whatever the there's a uh, it's an oxymoron. Yeah. But the overt subtlety. Yes. Of that last shot. I mean the whole ass scene. But specifically the last shot. So the movie opens, and I don't know if it's the first shot in the movie, but it's, it's one it's of the one first shots. One of the shots first shots is, is a coffee mug. Is a coffee mug. It's a character, and I think it's... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the housekeeper. Is it? Is it the housekeeper? Fran? It may be Fran. I thought maybe it was what's-her-name um, from Halloween. Uh, the white-haired... Gla- uh, I, got, I got notes. Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I thought it might have been Jamie Lee Curtis who picked it up, but you might be Fran. I somebody grabs it. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's a coffee mug that says, "This is my house." It says, "My house." My house. My, my rules. My, my coffee. coffee. Right. It's like one of those kitschy, like kitschy little mug. Yeah. And it's the first shot, or one of the first shots in the movie. Throwaway shot. You don't even think anything about it. It's just whatever. It's just a coffee mug in this house. The other thing I love though about it is that it's it, it dates the movie. That was the first thing I noticed too, because I honestly didn't know what time period mm-hmm. this movie took place. But when you, as soon as you see that coffee mug, you're like, oh, it's it's now. it's at least post 2010 <laughs> or you know yeah. post 2000 post 2000. Like it's a very clearly like post 2000 mug. So it's like a modern time period. Um, but that's like the first shot of the movie, and the last shot, the whole thing plays out great. Everybody turns around and looks, and then we see. Uh, Marta standing up on the balcony. I mean, it's 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 film language 101. Yeah. Putting her above all of these people um, as they stare up at her. And she is essentially just inherited everything. Yeah. Out from under this family. Yeah. Not even and not by like conniving or anything. No. Just by being a good just person. Because she, yeah, she was a good person. <laughs> she was a good person. Um, and. Uh, but but so there's the whole last scene's great, uh, and but then it it cuts in, and the final shot of the film is 
it's a close up on her face, a super super tight close up on her face, and she brings the coffee mug up and sips out of it, and just and the, my favorite thing about it is that you could do it. She could be holding it by the handle, and yeah. it could be very overt, like you could see the words really easy. But she does. She's holding the whole mug, and you can just barely see the words through her fingers. My house. My rolls, my coffee, and it's just, and she's not, she's not smug. She's, it's just, she just is taking a sip of the coffee, and you can barely see it. And that's the overt subtlety that I'm talking about. Is if you a, a lesser hand in this moment would have made it more overt. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's already again. It's not. It's the overt subtlety of it I, that I. Ju- it's just I was. We both lost it. We both. I, I, there were other people laughing, but we both lost it i had tears in my eyes um yeah and it's just the it's the best moment final shot of a film that i can remember it's fantastic i love it so much um yeah it's just great so good uh i we mentioned earlier but i love that i had no idea what the reveal was going to be like no. what i did have a feeling was that chris evans was bad news yes like i got that vibe he he had the fuckboy yeah. bad news 100, vibe. 100%. And I, yeah, I, 100% he had the fuckboy vibe. And I was like, okay, I there's some, he's like, he's, 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 he's something's going on. He's not on the up and up. But then they kind of tease you with like thinking you like what it is, is that just that because he says to her, like he seems like he's on her side. And mm-hmm. then he's like, and then I just want my cut. So you're like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. So, like, you're like, oh, it's just that. Like, he just wants his cut. But, like, that's... Like, they're kind of trying to, like... Right. They kind of, like, oh, he just wants to screw the rest of his family out of it. And then he gets his cut. They give you a crumb. Yeah. That's what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. They they do. They they throw you a crumb to try to toss you off the scent. That that he's, like, yeah, the big bad. I I love that. Um, Because I super did not see it coming at all that he was had had connived all these things because I was waiting. I was like, "There's gonna be some big reveal. There has to be." Like the this movie is nothing if not uh, you know the the the, yeah. the 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 nothing is what it seems. The quintessential murder mystery. You can't have it be like what it seems to be. Mm-mm. Like there has to be something going on. I thought what they were setting up was it was going to be this thing where like. She she killed like she accidentally poisoned him or accidentally gave him too much morphine, but somebody had already poisoned him or somebody had mm-hmm. then slit his throat so that she feels guilty and all these things are going on because that's like a classic um, morality like dilemma thing of like who's guilty if if th- if there's three people and there's a guy standing on the edge of a cliff and he's got a rope tied around his neck and then one person force feeds him poison Another person pushes him off the cliff, and then as he's falling, somebody shoots him. So, like, they all killed, you know what I mean? Like, that's like a, and I was wondering if maybe it was going to be something like that, where, like, she wasn't really, because she was an accident, and and that somebody else, like, actually intended, but I loved where, because it didn't go that direction, I loved that I even, that, like, what I thought was kind of a clever, like, thing wasn't what was Mm -hmm. going on, and I really loved where it went, um, because it was completely unexpected with the... The switching of the drugs and her actually not making a mistake because yeah. she's actually really competent and knows that this is what this drug looks like versus this drug. All of that stuff was just uh, so, so good. I, I loved it. Now, I did think when we initially see her flashback and we find out that she 
at the time believes that she switched the drugs. Yeah. I did think to myself, it's been a few minutes. Wouldn't he be showing? I thought that too. Symptoms. And I loved it. I loved that yeah. because I thought the same thing. I was but like, then I was like, it's a movie. I, I don't really know how know, much time is supposed to have passed. I know. Well, he, cause he's giving a countdown at the same yeah. time, but then I, I agree. I felt the same thing. I was like, he would, I feel like he'd be showing at least some symptoms by now. Yeah. Like, because she says, she says specifically like after five minutes, you, you show like symptoms sweating and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then at 10 minutes you're dead. Um, and he says at one point we have six minutes, but it felt like it had been longer than that. Yeah. And there's no way he would know for sure. He's just like right. ballparking it. So I agree. I felt the same thing. And I love yeah. that because I know that like. And it's, f- it is kind of taking advantage of. Movie. The, of of movie the viewer. Making. Yeah. Of the movie making process where you kind of, you, you're willing to, as a viewer to like fudge that. Fudge the time. The time. Yeah. It's so brilliant. It's so there's so many things like little things like that in this film that are so brilliant, and it's just like I wonder how long he was working, uh, him slash them, whoever was working on the screenplay were working on it because those kind of things are just it's like you know yeah it's, those details are just freaking ridiculous. We talked about it being a great perfect Thanksgiving release. Um, the the thing that really struck out, and this is a bit of a spoiler, is the is the political discussion at his birthday party between all God. of them, and then the and then what's his name? Don, I think it's Don Johnson is the actor. Uh, ropes in Marta, yeah, and say you came here the right way. I mean, it's a straight. It's I mean, because again, it takes place current day. This takes place twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking about Trump, and I mean, like uh, Tony Collette's character mentions red hats and blah 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 like it's again not subtle um, but it also I love too that it it, it, it plays because it, it, it I was worried at times I wasn't worried because I know roughly Ryan Johnson's political beliefs and like I know that he wasn't gonna like both sides it but he does a little bit in a very like woke way in the sense that like Tony Collette's character is like kind of your token rich white liberal yeah who's like berating you know talking about kids in cage and and you know She's making good points at times, but at the same time, she's more worried about her own wealth and her own yeah. situation and that sort of thing. And Meg being her daughter and is also... And she's kind of, like, only vaguely informed. Yes, vaguely informed, uh, which, you know, we can, we all, I, can, I can identify with. It's tough to stay informed with yeah. everything. But, yeah, but, but, but I, I'm aware that I'm not super informed, and I don't go spouting off about all these right. things. When I, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I loved that, that whole... The political discussion, I was like, oh, this is, well, like we said, Thanksgiving, this is... Yeah. Oof. And this this is kind of like an obvious thing, um, but throughout the course of the movie, I loved that none of these affluent white family members actually knew where Marta was from. Yeah, none of them. Like, they're like, oh, she's from Ecuador. Oh, her family's from Guatemala. Oh, the Brazilian uh, healthcare worker. None of them freaking knew. No, none of them knew. Only uh, whatever, what was his name? The main Uh, guy? Harlan. Harlan. Um, Yeah, only he knew. Yeah, I thought that was... Really good. I, I, there's one of my favorite little subtle moments in the mo- entire freaking movie, and I laughed, and nobody else in the theater laughed. Is during that that argument at dinner, uh, or at the at the birthday party after? Uh, and I'm I'm trying to remember his name now. Uh, 
Richard. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Richard, who's uh, Don Johnson, who's the uh, 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 Chris Lee- Evans's dad. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis's husband. Yeah, he when he he's the one who calls Marta over to get yeah. her opinion, and because he, he's the one ranting about illegal immigrants and whatnot. And my favorite thing in that moment, and I, I, I'm sure me, assuming you noticed this, but he's doing this whole discussion, and it's just in the corner of the camera. He's holding his plate out yes. to her. Yes. And she does take it eventually. Yeah. She's the nurse. She's not the yeah. housekeeper. She's it's, not the help. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking good. It's uh, uh, it's such a little and like I said, as soon as that as soon as I saw him doing that, I I started laughing, like chuckling to myself, and then she takes the plate just cuz yeah, of course. And oh my god, I was laughing. I was like nobody. I didn't hear yeah. anybody else laughing in the theater, but I uh fucking killed me. Um it was so good. Uh, I love that they included a Nazi kid. <laughs> the alt-right asshole kid. Yeah. Uh, it was really I, funny. I like that they included him, but did not give him actual screen time. Uh-huh. He's just a punching bag. Yeah. He's in the bathroom masturbating like an asshole or whatever. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, I, they, he gives exa- he gets exactly the amount of screen time and respect that his character deserves in yeah. this movie, and I love that about it. It was so much fun. Uh... I really liked so Meg is an interesting character in this film. She's mm-hmm. the daughter of Tony Collette, um, and she's one of the first the first family member that we see. I think so. Wish, yeah, roughly. Uh, other than like the dead body of um, Harlan, mm-hmm. uh, because Marta shows up to the house, and she yeah, she's the first, one and who she comes, comes out, and the cops ask uh, Marta if she's the help or with the help, and Meg like chastises them. Mm-hmm. But like she's her his nurse or whatever, and, and like calls him assholes or whatever. Um, and she's like the stereotypical like lefty college. Yeah, she's student. like a young college. She's in college. She's a lefty liberal. Yeah, like Chris Evans gives her shit about getting a SJW degree and yeah. like uh, which is when I knew he was bad news. As soon as he said <laughs> that, I was like, this guy's fucking bad news. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because uh, it didn't seem like a like an in fun jest, like yeah. it, it's felt like ah, this guy's an asshole. Um, and, uh, and 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 then she she snips back and forth with the the alt right, like she mm-hmm. dumps shit on the alt right kid and stuff. Um, but ultimately, she ends up uh, she like, she sells Marta out. She sells Marta out because she finds out that basically Harland was paying for her college, and her mom can't afford it, and she didn't realize that. Her, her yeah. mom, she thought her mom was paying for her college. She had no idea. She realizes that now she's not going to be able to finish school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like worried about that. And she kind of selfishly sells Marta out to her family um, because she needs money to finish school. And, and she's selfish in that regard. Um, but I, what I really love about the film is that there's a lot of nuance to that in the sense that you can tell she feels bad about it. Uh, yeah. and, and when Marta shows up at the end of the film to the house, uh, Meg apologizes to her and seems genuine mm-hmm. and Marta seems to genuinely accept her apology and like forgive her like it, they have like they like embrace and it seems genuine like it doesn't mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah like, it, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't feel doesn't patronizing feel, or yeah. like weird um, and I and I thought that uh, I thought it was a really good point on the fact that like but even though she does apologize and Marta seems to acknowledge that apology at the end of the film She's still down with the family. 
yeah. looking up at Marta being part of the the problem. She's still part of the problem that is distant. That is. Uh, Part of the, uh, you know, the white establishment disenfranchising these people. She's still part of the system uh, that shits on these people. And but it, it leaves you at a place where you feel like because of their apology and their the way they, they kind of talk to each other, it feels like maybe she can grow or yeah. something. No, I, I agree. I think Meg's big flaw is that like at the end of the day, she was still just looking out for herself. Yeah. And you can like kind of contrast that with Marta, where like when Marta finds um Fran, the housekeeper, yeah. um, and she's dying and Marta calls nine one one, even though that means she's gonna get caught. Getting caught, yeah. Yeah, she's and the 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 jig is up. Yeah. Um but she still does that. Whereas Meg is essentially she's selfish. She's still just looking out for herself. She yeah. wants to finish school. She wants that paid for. She wants all this stuff. Um, but I, I agree with you. I felt like it was implied that she can maybe grow out of that, yeah. at least to some extent. Yeah. However much any of us can grow out of any, yeah. the systemic yeah. Um environment that yeah but, but but the same thing is i think the movie also looks at it and goes and i think a movie does a good job in this in general but it looks at her and goes like what other uh, like of course she's looking out for herself look at the situation she grew up in yeah and the people she grew up around she doesn't want to be like them yeah she wants to escape that and she wants to uh, like become you know part of the solution as opposed to the problem so she she's trying to do that in the way she knows how and and that to her that's you know going to school and 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 getting an education and doing whatever she wants to do you know we don't ever know for sure but um so like you can kind of sympathize with that in in mm-hmm. that regard because like of course you know she right of course to her mind that's the best course of action is to continue going yeah. to school and yeah and 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 she look at all the influences on her life. Yeah. They're all assholes. Like they're all yeah. terrible people. The fact that she's not a completely terrible person, like Chris Evans or the Nazi, is like kudos <laughs> a little bit already. Like you know, it, so like you know that yeah, it was really that, like I said, I I love the nuance that you can read into that 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 the movie handles. Uh, it's super super impressive. And finally, before we wrap this up, the last line between Marta and Benoit. Benoit is Daniel Craig's character, the private investigator. Mm. Uh, Benoit Blanc. Um, And it's after Marta knows she's getting all the money. Everything's kind of settled. And it's like their last little discussion together. And Marta asks him, I should try to help them, right? Speaking of the family. And (laughs) uh, Benoit responds, I have my opinion. I have my opinion, but I know you'll do what you think is right. I don't can't remotely do. I'm I'm American and I can't do a Southern accent as good as Mr. Brit Daniel Craig. Um, I have my opinion, but I know you'll do what you think is right or something along those lines. And I love that because in that moment, you know, like absolutely Daniel Craig would tell him like take a long walk off a short pier. Like yeah. that's his opinion of them. I also love that about his character. I love that his character is he he's. Maybe the like least problem problematic white savior that has ever existed <laughs> because he's not a white savior. Like he he listens to her. Yeah. He 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 um it it feels very much. And I was hoping this is where it was going and it was where it went like that. He would know what was going on. Yeah. And be on her side and be her ally. He's kind of seems to me to kind of embody embody like 
what allyship should be in a situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. It's just kind of what it feels like watching it. Maybe 10 years from now it'll feel like, eh, maybe not. Um, but I felt like maybe this this is kind of feels like what allyship should be. He he listens to her. He he brings her in uh, to get her input because he realizes she's smart and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. It, like, I just, it felt really, it felt really like a, a very... Um, back and forth relationship that was really like respect had a lot of respect on both sides and that sort of thing um but i love that he's like fuck them <laughs> like he's like, they're they're the worst but marta's a good person and like yeah. she's probably gonna try to help them or at least meg like 100 yeah. percent, she's gonna try to help Meg. because <laughs> screw the rest of them but meg's not meg, meg meg's not might a lost be cause. salvageable i think meg's salvageable I think Meg's like already like kind of you know on the right path, but just like needs some help. And yeah, I I thought yeah, just I just loved that last line again. I love the subtlety of it. I just uh, the nuance. It it's just it's, it's a great film. It's a really really great film. So good. Anything else you want to mention, Katie? Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I think that about wraps it up. I think for that me. does about wrap it up. Um. So yeah, go see Knives Out. Uh, well, if if you made it this far, you hopefully have seen it already. <laughs> Thank you once again to all of our patrons for supporting us. We really, really appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! If you're listening to this on or around Thanksgiving, uh, go see Knives Out and uh, avoid your asshole family. Any parting thoughts, Katie, about the, the holiday or our patrons or <laughs> anything? Um. Thank you to our patrons again. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving. Perfect. Don't put up with family members who don't, don't respect you. Don't do it. Don't Just do it. Just leave. Just walk away. Or tell them to go fucking eat, you know, eat mm-hmm. an asshole. Eat shit. <laughs> or, you know, or whatever feels right in your situation. <laughs> we don't know your personal situation. In some situations, you might have to sit and bear it. But maybe that could be the one time it's okay to channel uh, Chris Evans' character when he just sits and tells all of his family members. That's a eat shit, eat shit, I, eat shit, eat shit. You gave me another thing to talk about. I do love that as much as like Chris Evans is the the, the villain of this story, but at the same time he has his hero moments, and I love that. I love that eat shit moment. It's so great because they do deserve to eat shit, but so does he. Like, they all deserve to eat shit. Like, it's fantastic. I love it so much. But yes, uh, maybe have your Chris Evans moment. Do what Chris Evans would do. Like, in real life. Like, Chris Evans (laughs) is a truly fantastic person, seemingly. Seemingly. Seems like it. Seems like it. He seems like a true, uh, he is America's seems like a good, like a good guy. Seems like a good, a good nugget. Yeah. Good. A good egg. Good egg. Anyways, guys, gals, non-binary, and everybody else. Keep reading books. Keep watching movies. And keep being awesome. awesome. And happy Thanksgiving.